Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply like whoever you you like and, and want them to be a, a part of this I guess where I'm trying to steer the conversation I'm not trying to argue with Dave about whether or not he thinks Mac Jones is going to be you know eventually a, a top tier NFL quarterback here um, I, I'm what I'm trying to say is that uh, you know you you look at a there's other people that say Sam Howell because Washington has a second pick and if Washington were to take Jaden Daniels in the draft or at least uh, the, the, that's where they're headed Drake May Jaden Daniels either one I mean Depends on the kind of offense you want to run. Drake May's more of a, a little bit more of a prototypical quarterback, has a bigger arm than Jaden Daniels, uh, and um, but Jaden runs better and is quicker and and has tremendous accuracy and this is the reason he won the Heisman. Look, I think they'll both be effective NFL quarterbacks. You can never tell though. I mean, that's the thing. You can never tell in an NFL draft. Welcome back to the show. My name is John Fricky. The phone number is four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Noel White is at the mothership. She's running the board. She's answering the, the calls here. I have to do the reset here at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock, and we're talking about uh, Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears and him trying to say, oh, I didn't want to talk about football in the offseason. I wanted to get away from all the uh, chatter here, so I unfollowed, and we were telling him, dude, mute. Because when you unfollow, all of us go, oh. And then not only does he unfollow, but he followed Bijan, and he followed Drake, and he followed Drake Drake London, and he followed uh, Pitts and everything else. I mean, the signs are certainly pointing towards, if you had to be a betting man, that the Falcons and Bears have been discussing a trade for, for Justin Fields, and that if they're going to do it, they got to do it quick. It, it, whether you like Sam Howell in a trade, or Mac Jones in a trade, or Justin Fields in a trade, or you want a free agent and you want to spend the money for Kirk Cousins, or you want to, however you want to go, that's fine. But understand, I'm trying to get you to play a little chess here. I, I, 
Because I don't know, Dave could be right. Dave could, Mac Jones could leave New England. He could come here and flourish, you know, in raw talent. He could. It's not out of the question. I mean, I know you're saying you're screaming at the don't, don't don't scream at the don't scream at the radio. We don't know. It happens sometimes. The 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 um, San Diego Chargers had a quarterback that they gave up on named Drew Brees. You know because and they were screaming in San Diego to get rid of Drew Brees because he threw so many picks. It was like get rid of this guy. We don't want him no more. So they couldn't get Drew Brees out of San Diego after three years fast enough. And he went to where and did what? Yeah, okay. So you don't know. Some guys mature later. And so Dave may be right. Mac Jones may be a mature later player who gets out of the right team and blows up into a great quarterback. And that could happen. So before you discount it, he could be 100% correct. That's not my point here of the conversation. My point is, is I don't think, it's just my belief that the Atlanta Falcons, if, if you believe, step back again, that Arthur Blank has given a directive, which he has, I'll guarantee you, to all those people that he interviewed for head coach, that I'm not willing to wait two or three years. This team, I spent a lot of money. We haven't been to the playoffs. It'll be seven years. We have to make the playoffs now. If you believe that a rookie quarterback, not in the top three, because there's no guarantee that you could trade up, and somebody may leapfrog you to get J.J. McCarthy, or you may have to trade up to four to get J.J. McCarthy. If you believe that J.J. McCarthy can walk in here and lead you to the playoffs, that's fine. But, boy, that's high risk. And you may not even have him. If you believe that Bo Nix can come in here and lead you to the playoffs, again, that's a little high risk. And you may not even have him either. Who knows? My point is I think you need to have – I would be much better off if you want to draft a quarterback like Terry Fontenot was talking about, signing a veteran free agent – not to be the backup to not Indianapolis signed Gardner Minshew, you know, backing up Anthony Richardson. I don't think that's the way I want to go here. I think I want to sign the veteran to start and draft the quarterback underneath him and let him do what, uh, you know, uh, what Green Bay did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. He could sit on the bench for two or three years. What they did with Jordan Love, where Aaron Rodgers started and Jordan Love sat on the bench for two or three years. And do that here. And you go out and get a veteran that you could play for two or three years. And you draft somebody. and or, or maybe you just keep Desmond Ritter and let him grow for two more years and see what you got in two years of Desmond Ritter. So I, I, I think that they need to make a move fairly quickly here. And with the combine coming up on Wednesday and free agency opening in 16 days, I, I think what we're talking about is making a move here. All right, let's get to your calls on what you think here because I just think anything else is way too high risk. If your goal is to make the playoffs now, and that's what I think Arthur Blank's order is. Let's go to Kareem. He's on with John. Hey, Kareem. Yeah. What's up, my brothers? Hey, man. What up? Hey, man. I I just could not disagree with Dave more. I mean, I don't know where Dave was coming from. But, hey, like you said, hey, you know, you never know with Mac Jones. You're right. But to, to that point, right, if you take the quarterbacks in that draft class, right, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, which who have been one two since their days of high school football, they have shown the most development since they've been in the NFL. And Justin Fields' development has been with a subpar organization, no good coaching. And we look at what Matt Jones did with one of the best organizations and one of the best coaches in the history of football. Matt Jones hasn't developed. There's no way I would take Matt Jones. 
and a trade. And um, I'm with you. Uh, I think the the timeline we're coming up on the timeline, John, that we we're going to have to get ready to make a move here after the combine. I hope we don't wait until the start of free agency, but I would I would say that the move, whatever move we're going to make, is going to be between after the combine and somewhere between about the 18th or so of March. What say you? Yeah, well, I, here's Kareem here, just so that everybody knows what the schedule is. The combine opens Wednesday in Indianapolis, uh, and that's when the first people report, and of course they report for physicals and for interviews on the like, and if you're looking for when they're going to actually hit the field, that'll be the last four days, which will be March uh, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, so you know, there'll be four days of interview, and you know, you know how that works, you know, and they start rolling them in and rolling them onto the field. The combine will end on March 4th, and then the next day is, we're already in the tag period, so that you understand the tag period is open, the tag window, franchise tag window is open, uh, T. Higgins, everything seems to be that T. Higgins is going to get tagged here you know the the people are getting cut and tagged and all over there's movement all over the place the deadline so march 4th is when what is that a little over about to it you know uh, under two weeks from now is the end of the combine and then the next day is the uh, deadline to tag then march 11 okay is when free agency begins okay march 11th which is two weeks from monday that's when free agency begins it's called kareem it's called legal tampering but it's really free agency so we're talking about it next week and the week after, you know, during the combine here. Because when the combine happens, understand, guys, I'm not talking to you, Kareem. When the combine happens, who's – oh, that's right, everybody's in Indianapolis. <laughs> Everybody. So, you know, you can, you're going to make a trade. Hey, uh, walk down to the Bears room, knock on the door. Hey, Chicago Bears, can we have a talk? <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> Uh, so I, I just yeah, don't yeah, want I to agree. get into a situation the deals, where we're... The deals, no, I'm sorry about that, John. Yeah, I totally agree, man. The deals are going to be willing and dealing in the combine. It's more than just kind of, you know, seeing what everybody's 40 time is. The execs and the GMs are going to be making backdoor deals. Everyone knows that's how, that's the nature of the beast. And um, Of course. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that, you know, we bring Justin to this town. I, I really do think that he's on the trajectory to um, to show that, like you said, he's a top-20 quarterback. He could possibly be a top-15 in this league. Put him with the right coaching. I think Zach Robinson, being a former quarterback himself, playing at Oklahoma State, uh, uh, a big analytics guy, and and being up under McVay, right? You know what I mean? I think that's gonna, uh, that will help in Fields' maturation process. And if we do get Fields, the only thing we ask of Justin is to do is just – protect that football just don't give us the crazy interceptions i know uh justin has a propensity to fumble right but he does make big plays and uh, if we can just um uh, not turn the football over and i think with robinson's play calling which i don't know what it's going to be but i just got i got blind trust in him that you know with the playmakers Bijan, pitts and uh and drake and, and justin I think, you know what I mean, that will that will definitely give us the NFC South. And once you get in the playoffs, it's a tournament from there. It turns into March Madness. Yeah, it does turn – you're absolutely correct. It turns into March Madness. No, it doesn't, John. I don't understand because I have people, and I don't mean to be thick-tugging people. Thank you. I appreciate the call. I, you know, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, well, you know, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys both thought they were winning the Super Bowl. What happened to them? Uh, and so – 
I, I'm not asking for them to win the Super Bowl. I'm asking them to, to, to win the South and make the playoffs, win 10 games. And my question to you is, do the Falcons really need a great quarterback for that? Do they need a franchise quarterback for that? Or do they just need a competent quarterback? As to Justin's fumbling, yes, it's an issue, and they got to get it better. But he also has a far, 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 far superior running game here. So it takes some of the pressure off him having to run the football, doesn't it? It keeps the threat of him running the football, but it takes the pressure of him having to run the football off of him. Limo Joe is on with John as we talk about what we think the Falcons might do here with uh, Justin Fields coming out and declaring that uh, uh, he um, unfollowed uh, people because he didn't want to. He didn't want to hear about all the trade rumors here. Hey, Limo Joe. Hey, how's it going? So, Limo Joe, do the Falcons need a great quarterback? Do they need a franchise quarterback, or do they just need a competent quarterback? They need a little bit more than competent. I won't say they need a great quarterback, but um, what you're saying brings me up to what you said about what if they drafted Bo Nix, it'll be a quarterback competition. And it should be. And if Bo Nix was to, you know, throw it all over the yard, but he's a rookie – so we don't want to risk not winning now or whatever, but just put him out there because it's like you said, it's Desmond Ritter. What you might as well play who's the best. And that's the thing that the Falcons in a lot of franchises, they just don't want to play the rookie because they're like, we don't want to mess them up, mess up the development because what if the same thing had happened? All right. I'll ask you this. Um, based on what Justin Ritter did last year and whatever his little starts, I think that he was better than anything Marcus Mariota did while he was a Falcon. So they might as well have just put him out there from the beginning. But they didn't. They didn't. And I understand why they didn't. But Marcus Mariota wasn't competent or good. So we're... I don't want to go through that kind of cycle again and over and over again with my team. I just want to win. So I was saying, like, you just made me think, like, what if they're in a situation where you got the rookie, he's got more potential, but he just doesn't have the experience? Just play, play him. I feel like a coach like um, Harbaugh or um, coach that just retired, well, I don't know why I can't think, Pete Carroll. They will play the rookie. He's better. They would just go for it. And I feel like the Falcons have got to go for it. If that was the situation. Now, that's what you just made me think about that. Like, yeah, I, well, I, well, no, no, no. I, I get it. I appreciate it, Limo Joe. Thanks for the call here. 404-726-0929. Look, again, there's no I, – I, whatever answer they come up with better be the right answer. I don't know. I, they could trade I, – I, I stay in the camp that I think the Justin Fields coming home uh, might work. But then again, it may not. He may be a disaster. And and then all of you are going to be calling me up and and getting on X and Facebook and screaming at me saying, you said, no, 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 no. So let me be clear. I don't know if he will work. I'm in the camp that I, because we can't know what will work and what won't work. I told you, no, don't don't pull the I told you, because you don't know for fact. I told you Justin Fields wouldn't be no good. No, you don't know that. I don't know that he's going to be – I do know that he's a top 20 quarterback in the NFL, and I hope he works out. I hope he's better, but I can't say for 100% – because I can't say for 100% about anything here. 
You can't either. We we don't we don't know. I whatever you take, whatever you do involves risk, and there's a gamble involved in all of it. That's why you have to mitigate that best you can by doing your homework and doing all of the things that you need to do if you're Terry Fontenot to make the right move here. This isn't on me or you. It's on him. Do the Falcons need a great quarterback, a franchise quarterback, or just a competent quarterback? Because I think they just need a competent quarterback. That's it. If Ritter had been competent last year, this team would have won 10 games. And I think doing it again this year, we'd be sitting here talking about what's that coach Arthur Smith going to do. That's what we'd be talking about, right? Uh, Sports Radio 92 on the game. Sports Radio 92 on the game. Busy, busy. A A lot of stuff going on on this Saturday. Atlanta United's season opener now an hour and 40 minutes away from taking you to Columbus, Mike Connie, and Jason Longshore, where we understand it's going to be uh, wintry, uh, potential of snow and uh, temperatures, uh, wind chills in the 20s for Atlanta United and the Columbus crew, as opposed to the Braves, who are uh, reportedly sending Spencer Strider to the mound today to open spring training down in Florida against the Tampa Bay Rays, where it's going to be in the mid-70s. By the way, I think it's going to be in the mid-70s here. In Atlanta, like Monday, Noel, did you see this? Like Monday, Tuesday, it's going to be 75 here in oh, Atlanta. Oh, that's going to be glorious. Yeah. Uh, that will be early spring. Yes. Uh, this weekend's kind of felt like a, a like a spring preview, as I called it. Yeah, and then we got the clock spring forward thing coming up here in a couple of weeks. I hate the spring forward, don't you? I just wish they'd pick one. You know, standard daylight savings time, I don't care. Just pick one. I, th- I think we're getting closer and closer to I, th- I think a lot of us are starting to feel that way. I think we're getting closer and closer to that being reality. Well, you say that, but I, be- I-, I was talking about this 40 years ago. <laughs> you, might have a point. you might have a point, John. We were saying that 40 in the, in the Can we just pick one? This is 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, Congress is going to do something and pick one. Oh, okay. Well, it's 40 years later. We haven't done it, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have more important things to do right now. Um, but still, it just seems like a pretty simple, easy thing to do. We just eliminate... You know, get rid of daylight savings time or something like that. Uh, so we got uh, the the Braves today opening spring training. Atlanta United opening its uh, season today live on ninety two nine. The game we have uh, the race weekend down at AMS uh, today. The uh, trucks go uh, and also uh, the Xfinity series, and then tomorrow the Amber Health four hundred uh, for big first big race weekend of the year down in Hampton. So if you're going to the races, enjoy the races today. I wish I could join you down there. It would. Uh, been a lot of fun. I love going down to the races. Uh, and, um, th- and then, of course, we have all the other news that's going on around the NFL and all this chatter. And the big chatter for the Atlanta Falcons, of course, is they go to the Combine next week in Indianapolis this coming Wednesday is when the Combine opens, is, uh, is about Justin Fields because Justin did unfollow the uh, Bears, and he was asked about that on a podcast, and he's like, I just don't want to hear the chatter and all this kind of stuff. Dude, mute. You don't have to unfollow, because when you unfollow, it says to us, you're out. And again, I always encourage you, when you're when you're looking at things, look at the negative space. We had the one caller call in about, well, let's trade for Mac Jones. Well, the negative space of Mac Jones is, there's been nothing I've seen that the, it's not like the New England Patriots have said, yeah, we're trading Mac Jones, anybody want him? There's been no indication They may still, New England might well be in a position where they're saying, you know what, we kind of do like, you know, we elevated Gerard Mayo, Gerard still likes Mac Jones, we're at number three, 
Uh, we were pretty sure that Washington is going to take, you know, Jaden Daniels or Drake May at number two. That leaves Marvin Harrison Jr., who we consider to be the next Randy Moss, at number three, and we're going to put him with Mac Jones. That may be their thinking and logic there. That would shove a quarterback down to Arizona, and, and then you say, okay, great. Then either Drake May or Jaden Daniels falls to Arizona. That's when we make a move and trade up to Arizona, which is fine. But what if Arizona doesn't want to trade with us? What if they get a better offer? Well, then we could trade up and get J.J. McCarthy. Well, well, what if they don't want to trade up? What if somebody leapfrogs you? If you go to the draft without having – if they go to the draft, if the Falcons go to the draft with Desmond Ritter and Blank at their quarterback room, that could be an extremely expensive or an impossible situation because you may end up with – Desmond Ritter and Bo Nix. And to the previous call, you don't just automatically start Bo Nix. You don't. And I know Turtle said, again, this is Turtle's tweet, because I'm bringing it up only to try to make a point to you. Turtle said on his show over the weekend, if anyone calls and mentions Desmond Ritter as an option for QB1, I'm going to blow a gasket. And I replied to him, and I said, well, I got news for you. Because if you draft a quarterback not named Jaden Daniels, not named Drake May, not named J.J. McCarthy, we'll throw him into that mix, and of course not named Caleb Williams, he's going to the Bears. If you draft one of those and don't name him immediately the starter, you're going to have a camp battle. And if you draft Michael Penix, who I really like, by the way, and or Bo Nix, and bring him in, they're not automatically the starter, guys and gals. They just aren't. It's going to be a camp, because what happens if you bring him in and they go full Trey Lance, and you're going, oh, gee, okay, Dude's got raw talent, but we can't put him in there right now. Zach Robinson goes, yeah, I, I can't start this guy. And it's not like you could just say, okay, throw him to the wolves. Whatever happens, happens. No, that's not going to be because, again, folks, you have to put it – you have to understand what the directive is. The owner's going to look at you in, 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 in the room before the opening game, and he's going to say, okay, who's starting a quarterback? You know, I'll just make this up for the sake of the argument here. Bo Nix or Desmond Ritter? And Zach Robinson says, well – we think we're just going to start Bonix for the hell of it and see what happens. And Arthur White's going to go, wait a minute now. You understand that you're that I'm telling you, and I was clear about this before I hired you guys, that nothing less than the playoffs is acceptable this year. And you're just telling me you're going to throw a guy out there and oh, we'll see what happens? You know, a lot goes into this here. And keep also in mind here, and I want to stress to you, that when you say, well, let's just go get Kirk Cousins, which they may do, by the way. They have $41 million under the cap. They would have to negotiate down with Kirk Cousins. They could. Kirk Cousins could be an option. I understand that. Free agency opens two weeks from tomorrow, uh, Monday. But the Falcons need six to seven to eight new starters. Did you, did, you do know that, right? In addition to quarterback, they need a stretch-wide receiver. They need help on the offensive line. They, need, they may need a new center. They, they certainly need a new cover corner. They need a new safety. They need a new nickel. We all know they need a new edge. I mean, the, the list of new players, you know, that they need, and a lot of that will be solved by the moves that they make in free agency in a couple of weeks. And again, 16 days, we'll know. But if you go into the draft here, wouldn't it be nice to go into the draft? Let, let me rephrase this. Wouldn't it be nice to go into the draft knowing you're settled at quarterback, you went into free agency, and you got – you know, a safety, and you got a stretch-wide receiver, and you don't have to look at, like, Roma Dunzea from Washington at wide receiver. I mean, there are some free agent wide receivers out there right now. You know, Calvin Ridley potentially is a free agent wide. I mean, hasn't moved yet. I mean, 
They haven't tagged him. They haven't signed him. Would you want Calvin Ridley back? Hey, don't, don't discount that. I mean, dude did have eight touchdowns last year. He just burned by that one. So anyway, the point is, is that they can make moves here. The center from the Rams is available, and where did the coaching staff just come from? Again, I take you back to the previous moves when Terry Fontenot and Pace and all those guys came in. Where did we get all our players? Bears and Saints, right? You know, Now you can expect to see some Rams, like Jordan Fuller, the safety maybe, coming over to the team. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to go into uh, the draft knowing that you settled quarterback, you've settled safety, you settled stretch wide receiver. Now you can go down and go back to your notes there at the uh, at the combine saying, okay, we really love you know, Ola Fashionu from Penn State. So we're actually going to go for an offensive lineman because Jake's getting a little older. We can maybe slide Caleb McGarry inside. Maybe we can move Chris Lindstrom. You wouldn't necessarily want to, but, you know, maybe there's something you can do there. And, you know, we give Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or Russ or somebody. And Russ is a risk because, again, if you don't do it in free agency and the Broncos wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to cut Russ – there are going to be other teams out there looking at him, too. It's not just us. And again, you may be right back to the one place I don't want to be. And the one place I don't want to be is sitting at number eight going into the draft with Desmond Ritter and blank at my quarterback room. I think that is a formulation for a potential disaster. 404-726-0929 is the number. Let's go to John. John is on with John. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Um, John, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm glad you take my phone call. A couple of things, um, hope you can hear me, is um, if everybody thinks Kayla Williams is so good, let me promise you this. Justin Fields was 10 times better his last year at Ohio State. Nobody can play football for the Bears with no receivers, no running backs, no offensive line, and no coaching staff. Justin Fields is a star on the making. The Falcons would be silly not to get him in some type of trade. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, and one other question, this regards NASCAR. Has Chase Elliott ever won a championship, and would you consider his career a flop or a success? I All right, well, wait, stop, stop. stop. Hey, hang on, John. Is it, let's, just, let's answer the second part of this. How fair is it to Chase that his dad was his dad? His, his dad is it's not fair for one reason. 25 years later, Bill still owns the track record at both Talladega and Daytona. All right, so if you look at family lineage and you look across the sports landscape, there are times, right, John, where the son is better than the father, right? I mean – Barry Bonds was a great player. His son, Bobby, was a better player. Ken Griffey Sr. was a great player. His son, Ken Griffey Jr., was a better player. Um, Lee Petty was a good driver. His son, Richard, was better, obviously. But Richard's son, Lee, wasn't as good. I mean, uh, Richard's son, Kyle, wasn't as good. And we don't know about Adam, God rest his soul. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at Dale uh, Sr., uh, you know, and Dale Jr., you the problem with Chase, my point to you is the problem with Chase Elliott is he's always measured against his dad. You know, he's Chase from same place. And I, I, I'm loath to do that because I want to take him at his own. If his last name was Smith, would you consider him to be a better driver than the fact that his name is Elliott? And my answer to that is, I think so. 
Okay, so uh, that's 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 a fair assessment, and uh, I certainly understand your. I mean, Jack Nichols had three boys, and only one of them could halfway play, and he never won a tournament. So, right, Gary, I understand. Yeah. I understand your analogy. What do you, what do you think? I, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I mean, he he has. You, can, I mean, I think when you 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 get him away from the Bears, and you put him. The one thing I and I don't mean to jump around here. This new offense coordinator, the the, the, the Falcons have this Robinson guy. He is a Matthew Stafford kind of guy. He wants the boy from North Carolina. He is a spitting image of Matthew Stafford. And I think I either want Justin Fields or I want the Falcons somehow trade up and get the kid from North Carolina. Hey, hey, yeah, Drake May. No, I appreciate it, John. Drake May, big, strong guy. He's a big, strong kind of Josh Allen kind of quarterback. I mean, what, 6'4"? But don't forget. So is Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields may actually be bigger than Drake May. I think Justin Fields is 6'5", and weighs about 230. I mean, Justin Fields is a big, strong, and you, you can develop him into a uh, – he's certainly got the arm to be more of a pocket presence here. Again, Justin Fields runs around like he's Lamar Jackson because he's running for his life in Chicago. He has a running game here. The idea that other teams aren't in love with Drake May, this is why I just laid out for you – the, the disaster scenario is, that's why Turtle's tweet was so important here. If you don't think, if you don't want Desmond Ritter to be your starting quarterback in the opening day next season, I got news for you that if they don't move here in the offseason and they're at the draft, the odds of Desmond Ritter being your starting quarterback on day one go up, up become 90-10 in favor of Desmond Ritter being your starting quarterback because you can't presume that any of the teams in the top three or four are going to be willing to trade. Did, did, did I miss that the Chicago Bears the, at number one, the Washington Commanders at number two, New England Patriots at number three, are floating their draft picks out there? You know, sometimes they do. You know, hey, we're, we're willing to trade the number one pick, and they make, they make it be known because they want teams to be able to approach them, especially at the Combine, to start having kind of backdoor chatter, right? And for all the speculation to begin of what it would cost. To, to move up. And forget about any stupid... By the way, on these trades here, when we're trading draft picks. The chart says, forget about the stupid chart. I had this with Abe. Abe said, Abe and it was talking to me, and we were kind of going back and forth, and somebody said, what the chart says. I, I, I don't care what the chart says. The chart doesn't mean anything. Yes, but it's... No, no, no. If I'm the Chicago Bears and I'm trading the number one pick, and by the way, I think Caleb Williams does have a chance to be a star quarterback in the NFL. He can throw off platform. He can make every throw. He's the kind of guy that you look at and go, okay, he's like C.J. Stroud. If he gets in the right situation, I think he could be a star. And if you don't think that, I think you haven't been paying attention. The fact that that team has absolute zero, zero, and I mean zero defense is not his issue. The reason USC wasn't no good last year is because they had literally a Colorado-esque defense. Their defense is terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, but – you, you look at the, the situation with the, the chart here. If you want to move up to number one, what would the – the Bears are going to call – if the Falcons wanted to move up and take Caleb Williams. They're not. They're not going to do that. But if I'm the Bears, I look at the Falcons and I say, okay, I want – but the chart says, ah, the hell with the chart. I don't care about your damn chart. I want your number one this year. I want your number one in 2025. I want your number one in 2026. I want your number two well, – number one and two this year, eight and 43. I want your number one – in 2025, number one in 2026, and a, and a number two. I mean, I want – it's got to be like a Herschel Walker kind of trade here. I mean, we're talking a Deshaun Watson kind of trade. 
You know, and then I want a player too, and that player isn't necessarily Desmond Ritter. It might, you know, I don't necessarily. It might be, but it might be. I want all those picks, and I want Kyle Pitts, or and I want Bijan. I mean, they they could just hold your feet to the. You would never do it. I understand. I, I get that, everybody. I'm just saying that the Bears could hold you to. Oh, we're so desperate. They could hold your feet to the fire. Uh, all right, uh, do I have time to get Clay in here, Noel, or do I got to take a break? I let Noel little inside radio here produce the show okay we're gonna go to break she says so clay and daryl hang on right there talking about high risk high reward as we get towards the opening game for atlanta united counting down less than 90 minutes now from kickoff of the season here with mike and jason on the call in columbus as we get ready for the five stripes today to open up in the winter all right quick break and then your calls as we continue on sports radio 90 on the game uh, Abe Gordon's coming into the studio. If he pops in, uh, tell him uh, tell him to join us, would you? Okay. All right. I so, say so, anyway. Abe got a hold of me here in the break, and he's right because I had said that Abe said online about the chart, and he didn't. He reminded me it was a John Chuckery thing, and Chuckery just pointed out that the the chart on a trade for Caleb Williams says this, and Abe responded, and that's what I remembered, and then I responded to them saying there's there's no chart. When you're talking about the number one pick and potentially a franchise quarterback, if you believe that Caleb Williams is going to turn into Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, and certainly I think the Bears do, there's no chart. Okay, there's just no chart. There's there's no if the Bears could sell somebody else on the idea that Caleb Williams was going to turn into Patrick Mahomes, and they didn't actually believe that, then the best thing the Bears could possibly do is trade that pick and let everybody believe that Caleb Williams was going to turn into Pat Mahomes and get a king's ransom because you do that and the Bears turn into a powerhouse because they could, they already have another top 10 pick this year. They could end up with multiple top 10 picks over like a three-year period and rebuild themselves. One of the reasons that C.J. Stroud had so much success, don't misunderstand this, I don't know how good Bryce Young is going to be or not going to be. Bryce Young played on a butt awful, terrible team that's on a franchise that, I'm sorry, Kitty Cat fans, is a meltdown right now in Carolina. That that franchise, they've entered commander meltdown territory. C.J. Stroud quietly in Houston, they haven't screwed things up. The Deshaun Watson trade actually made them pretty darn good. you got a pretty decent team around them. And yet, the Falcons still beat the Texans in a game where People talk about, I'm going to stop for a second, in comparisons. They talk about the Indianapolis game. Let's go get Gardner Minshew. Well, didn't we see Gardner Minshew against Taylor Heineke, and Heineke outplayed Minshew, and we beat them? Yes. Didn't we see C.J. Stroud with the Falcons, and Ritter outplayed C.J. Stroud? Yes. Isn't that the frustrating part of things? Isn't that the frustrating part of things? I still think the Falcons, by the way, believe in Desmond Ritter. So that we're clear. It's not that they wouldn't trade him. If they could trade Desmond and uh, a third round, maybe the you know pick to get uh, Justin Fields, for example, or you know not. But I don't. I still think that I, as we sit here today, I I would say that there's a 98 percent chance that Desmond Ritter is on this team this fall, either as the starter or the backup. Now I would prefer. I don't know about you that he'd be the backup. That's just me. But I just want to be I want to be clear about this because it's so important here that we all understand that you can't screw this up because when the question is posed the way I posed it here, you know, did the Falcons need a franchise quarterback? 
Oh, we need, because I keep seeing this. Oh, we need to go get a franchise quarterback. I don't think we need to. First off, I don't know that you can. You presume that any of the top three teams, when we're talking about, if you presume that all three are going to be franchise quarterbacks, and remember, when we're talking about a group of quarterbacks, of six or seven quarterbacks, that's what we're talking about here. As many as six could be taken in the first round. Two of them are probably going to be franchise-esque. Two of them are probably going to be decent, and two of them are probably going to suck. Okay? The last time we had quarterbacks taking one, two, and three, two of them sucked. Because the quarterback taking second overall was Zach Wilson. The quarterback taking third overall was Trey Lance. There was a story last year from CBS talking about how the Tennessee Titans won. The, they won with Malik, you know, uh, they won with Malik Willis. Malik Willis, hey, they won. Malik Willis is going to be a star. Have you seen that yet? Hey, hang on. I'm, gonna, I, I'm looking in the back of the studio. No, no, I don't see it. Okay. So just keep, keep in mind that it is a crapshoot here. And to me, the one disaster, if you're under orders and you're Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson and Marquise Williams and, and everybody on this team right now, you're under orders, Jimmy Lake, all the coordinators, all the coaches, to make the playoffs, if not win the NFC South this season, you cannot be going into April 15th on the morning of draft day hoping you could trade up because you got Ritter and nothing. You can't do that. I just think that just that, that is a recipe for disaster. Now, does that mean that, I, that I'm absolutely right that they're going to get Justin Fields? No, because there are other teams that are going to be looking at him. Does it mean I'm absolutely right that if they do get Justin Fields, he's going to turn into a, to a great quarterback? No, he could suck. You're going to pay him $30 million to suck? Yeah, apparently. But that's when you do the hard reset. See, to me, you can make a run at it now, okay? Make a run at it with Justin Fields this year. If it doesn't work this year and next year, then after the 2025 season, you can say, okay, look, stop this. Let's hard reset. That's when the hard reset can come. You're not in hard reset territory right now, okay? You're just not. You're in spend money to fill those holes, go out and get a Jordan Fuller, you know, go out and get a new center, go out and get a draft an edge guy, uh, get a quarterback. You're going to plug some of those holes and try and make a run at this thing. That's where you're at right now, at least in my world. You're not in reset. If it doesn't work over the next two years, then in front of all the Falcons fans and you say, okay, look, we tried through the end of the Dan Quinn era, through uh, Arthur Smith, through FedEx Boy, and through the first couple of seasons of Raheem to make this all work, and it hasn't worked. So, I, you know, in consultation with the new general manager, whoever that is, and with Coach Morris, we are going to do basically a hard reset, and we're going to start over from scratch, and we're going to, we're really, we're going, we're going to be moving into into the number one pick territory pretty quick, and then you hope that in a couple of years that a you know a Dylan Raiola or somebody else, and I only picked that name out because it's the only one I get the top of my head, uh, is uh, that kind of a franchise quarterback. Of course, I hope that's the case because I'm a Nebraska fan. I hope he turns into that. Uh, let's go to uh, your calls here. Clay is on with us. Hey, Clay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. Um, I would like to see the Falcons go back to the red jerseys. Um, uh, let's see the, uh, let's see, I'm a little nervous. I'm on the radio. Go back to the red jerseys and go back to the silver looking pants and also the red helmets. I would like for the numbers to be kind of silvery, off-white, and maybe that same stripe that was on the red helmet 
can go up and over the top. I would like to see the ATL move from the back to the front so people know who you are, that you can't mess with Atlanta and knock them down in the back. I would like for the Falcons uh, logo on the helmet, emblem on the helmet, I would like for them to uh, change that to where it is in flight a little bit, but I would like for it to be in, look like it's flying, soaring, not standing up on one feather. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it's an old school thing, Clay. Yeah, no, no, I get you, Clay. Uh, and, and I and I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. Thanks for the call here. I have been long a, a fan of it's an old school thing. Uh, I I know that uh, I really like. I mean, I'm Tampa Bay. You know, with the with the whole uh, you know going to the orange cream sickle buccaneer thing. Uh, I, I like the New England Patriot with the snapping Patriot. I, I'm an old school kind of. Uh, I appreciate it, Clay. Thanks four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. I'm a red helmet guy. If for no other reason than the team. The alternate nickname is not the Red Stallions, okay? The alternate nickname of the team is the Blackbirds. It became Dirty Birds during, you know, when the dance ha- happened. But prior to that, it was the Blackbirds because the bird was black. And uh, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm all in favor of that. Uh, 404-726-0929. Let's go to uh, Daryl. Hey, Daryl, welcome to the show. Morning, morning, John. Um, just to kind of give you my opinion on what the Falcons need to do with their quarterback situation and the draft, if I was the GM, I would make a trade to get Justin Fields, use this next year as an opportunity to evaluate. If you don't see the things you need from him, you move on. And I would use a second-round draft pick to pick Michael Penix if he's available, and I would use my first-round draft pick to shore up my defensive line by selecting Turner from Alabama. I think that way you're not killing your team with draft uh, trading away all your draft picks, you got to do something to strengthen this team, and it's not just quarterback that they need. Oh, no, okay. To, to that point, Daryl, let's go over this. Uh, they need a quarterback. Daryl, you with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of background noise there. Uh, you need a quarterback. You need. Yeah, no, it's all right. You need a quarterback. You need a stretch wide receiver. You need depth. If not a starter on the offensive line, you can't pass up a great tackle because of the age of Jake Matthews. You need a center, probably upgrade that position. You need a cover corner to go alongside AJ Terrell. You need a safety to go alongside Jesse Bates. You need a new nickelback to start. You need a uh, uh, edge, as we talked about. Uh, and now remember, the defense is changing to three four, so you might need a nose tackle. So there's a lot that's going into this. Uh, Jimmy Lake, Zach Robinson, Raheem Moore. Uh, look of this team here. Uh, to your point, I am not opposed to what you just said. As a matter of fact, I, I would probably prefer that that be the case. Uh, if you do sign Justin Fields, just again, for clarity purposes, you will have to pick up his fifth-year option. If you sign Justin Fields, you're making a two-year commitment to Justin Fields being your starting quarterback, which is fine by me, by the way. Uh, and if you want to have Penix sit on the bench for two years and it doesn't work out after two years, you can elevate Michael Penix, sort of like you know other teams have done. I'm good with that. Daryl, that would be the scenario that I would draw up. I, I have no problem with it. I don't know that they will. I think if they sign Justin Fields, I think they'll be inclined to keep Desmond Ritter, unless they trade him in the Fields deal to keep Desmond Ritter rather than draft Michael Penix, unless Penix falls to like round three or four and you could put him in as your as your uh, you know your scout team quarterback, <laughs> which could happen too. Yeah. Or you could take Rattler. Yeah, I, and, and, I have know. a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, good feelings about Michael Penix. He reminds me of a lot of. 
the old-time quarterbacks, the Ken Stablers, the Boomer Esiason. I think he's got the same kind of makeup and touch on his passes. I think he's very – got a lot of potential. And these young quarterbacks coming out the top three, as you mentioned, one of the three will be a bust, possibly two. And you just don't know what you're going to get. So I say go with Justin Fields. He's already a proven commodity. Thank you, Daryl. I appreciate it. Just keep in mind, too, when we're talking about age here, uh, Michael Penix, because of COVID, that changes a lot of things. And Michael Penix played for all those years at Indiana before transferring. He was at Indiana. His offense coordinator was Kalen DeBoer. Anybody in Alabama know that name? Where did Kalen DeBoer go? Oh, he went to Washington, and Michael Penix followed him there. And now, see, uh, see, okay, that's why he went to Washington. Michael Penix is one year younger than Justin Fields. One year. He's one year younger. So it's not like you'd be bringing in a veteran quarterback and a – it's not like a 32-year-old and a 22-year-old. It's one right now is going to be 26 and the other is going to be 25. Penix is an older college quarterback. All right, uh, more of your calls ahead too. I know that Abe Gordon's going to be floating around. I want to touch with him on a couple of things. As we get you to a little over an hour from now, our coverage of the opening game of Atlanta United, live from Columbus with Mike and Jason. It's all ahead today on Sports Radio 90, time the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 